Hi everyone, are you excited as I am to know what God has in store for us? This is your host Via and welcome to Stand for Truth. Welcome back on Stand for Truth podcast. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and rate us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Please share this podcast to all of your friends and your families that they may know the truth also. In Jesus' name, thank you and God bless. We are back on another episode of Truth here on Stand for Truth. I'm so sorry this episode was supposed to be last Friday, but something came up and I wasn't able to do this. But I hope and pray that all of you listeners are being blessed, informed, and transformed by the Word of God. Let's get started on our topic today, the man. So our last week episode was about the Bible. What's, what is it called? Um, its authority, the significance of the Bible, and what we must do with the Bible. And if you want to, to know about it, if you're just new in this podcast, you can go to the, to the previous episode about the Bible and you will know more about it. And if, and if you want to know deeper or if you have any questions regarding the topic, you can DM me on my Instagram account, Stand for Truth. And for today's topic, we will be talking about the man. The question is, who created man? Let's see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. It says in Genesis chapter 1 27, who, so God created man. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, it says, and God formed man. In Malachi chapter 2 verse 10, hath not one God created us? So the one who created man is God. We did not came from a monkey, a homo sapiens, homo erectus. We didn't came from those things. We are created by God. And man is, the cre- is created in the image of God. So what does image means in Hebrew? In, a, in the Hebrew word, image is called Salem, T-S-A-L-E-M, which means nature. Then I remember what my pastor preached one Sunday night about the chemical components of man. And I'm looking for the article and I found where it is. The chemistry of life, the human body. You can search that and read that for yourself but I will just give you the summary of it. It says there that human body is made up of minerals of earth. 60 chemical elements are found in the human body, but what all of them are doing there is still unknown. So roughly 60% of the mass of human body is made up of just four elements. The oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen with a lot of that in the form of water. The remaining 4% is a sparse sampling of the periodic table of elements. Wow. You see, in the Hebrew word, image is called salem, which means nature. And this article says that the chemical components of human body is made out of minerals of earth and most of, uh, majority of the parts of it are in the form of water. 
So nature is com composed of water and earth, right? Amen. And also, I remember, uh, remember the the night before one of the service that we have in the church when my pastor was telling me and my friend brother Gabe about creation, and we were just doing home Bible study at that time, and he gave us more deep understanding what the Word of God is, and he he explained to us in the Word or in the Bible itself the creation in, in the book of Genesis chapter 1 when when he told us that if you read carefully what God said in those verses in Genesis chapter 1 when he is creating he's not speaking to the angels or whatever but he's speaking first if you read in few verses there first few verses in the book of Genesis chapter 1 that God spoke to the water and the water obeyed. And then when God is starting creating the heavens and the earth, the oceans, and everything that, that is on, on, the, on the sky or on the earth, God spoke. And God, when he's speaking to his creation, he speaks to the water and the water brings forth. And when God speaks to the earth, the earth brings forth. And then that's the time that God speaks to them. To the water and to the earth, let's make man in our image. Amen. You you study that that chapter, that chapter of Genesis in chapter one. It will just blow your mind, like it blows my mind. Because even the science itself and the word of God itself is telling us that the human body is composed of minerals of earth and of water. And God, when he's creating the, the world and creating us, creating the human or Adam, he's speaking to the water and earth. So the, the science is backing up what the Bible is saying about creation of human being. Amen. And also in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 to 16 says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or powers. All things were created by him and for him. You know, God could have chosen other forms. Like if he, can, if, if he want, he will be like whatever he wants. But he chooses the human form as his image he is not a snake or a dog or a calf his image is like us and he dwelt among us some two thousand years ago and he wrapped up himself in the flesh and we call his name jesus we will talk about that subject later on i don't want to be ahead of myself we will just do this um, stanford truth bible podcast parts by parts, so that we will understand what the Word of God is talking about Himself and His plan for us. So let's talk about the components of man. There's three things or three components of man that we can read in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 and 1 Thessalonians 5.23. So the first component is man is composed of dust or we call flesh. This is the physical part of man capable of physical consciousness. 
through the five senses. It has flesh, blood, and bones. So that's the, the components of man as the flesh. The second component is it is the breath of uh, its breath of life or the spirit. This is the spiritual part of man capable of God consciousness, composed of conscience, sense of moral goodness, intuition or conviction, and communion. This is the intimate relationship with God. And the third component is the soul, the spiritual part of man capable of self-consciousness, composed of will, intellect, and emotion. This is what makes you you, your character. So what is the difference between the breath of life and the soul or the spirit or the soul? Because they're not the same. So the spirit is the one that gives us life. This is come it came it came from God. So if we don't have the spirit, we are dead. And the soul is this uh this is our will, the the will of man, the one that uh the one that always rules over our flesh. That's why it says here it's the it is composed of will, intellect, and emotion. This is what makes us us. So the difference between the spirit and the soul is the spirit is the the small seed of faith or conscious or the the small touch of God in our life. When he breathed the breath of life in Adam's nostrils, the man became a living soul. Because if we don't have the spirit of God, we are dead soul. You know what I mean? If you want to know more um, about the difference between the spirit and the soul, we can talk about it later. But that's the difference for my understanding. But if you have more ideas or more understanding about it, feel free to share it to me so that we can share it to others as well. So let's go on. So what is God's plan for man? Is God's, uh, the God's plan for man is to become God's steward. Steward means caretaker, a supervisor, or overseer of his creation. You can read it in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Let's read. It says there, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Also in Psalms chapter 8, verse 4 to 8, it says there, what is a man that thou art mindful of, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned, and hast crowned him with glory of honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, and the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever Pass it through the paths of the sea. Amen. <coughs> so, that's what God's plan for men. To be the caretaker and the overseer of all his creation. Amen. 
Now we will talk about the fall of man that we can read in the the, the book of Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 to 24. You can read you can read that for yourself but let's let's see what makes man to fall. Let's uh, read the passage in Genesis chapter 3 verse 14 to 19. It says there, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Verse 15, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, verse 16, he said, I will greatly multiply thou sorrow and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. Verse 17, And Adam he said, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the, th the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake in sorrow shalt thou eat of of it all the days of thy life. Verse 18, Thorns also and thistles shall, shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb, the herb of the field. Nine, verse 19, In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread until thou return into the ground. For, unto it, un, for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Amen. So the result of the fall of men First is the fourfold curse, the curse of the serpent, the curse of the woman, the curse of the ground, and the curse of Adam. You can read in that verses, it's very clear that because of disobedience, the cause of disobedience, just one command that God said to Adam in, to Adam not to eat the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, but still they ate and then that's why sin entered to the, into the world. That's the, the result of the fall of man, the disobedience. If they, hasn't, if they did not obey, disobeyed God, these things that's going on around us will not be happening. So just read those verses again for you to understand the fourfold curses of the serpent, the women, the man, and the ground. Because during the time of Adam and Eve, in the garden, all the trees and all the fruits, all the herbs, you can eat. But now, some of them, maybe half of them are poisonous and you cannot eat them anymore. Even the animals, they were harmless in the time of Adam and Eve. But because of disobedience, now there are some animals that if it bites you, you'll die. That's what happens when you disobey God. Things happen like that. And also the second thing that, there is, that resulted the fall of man is the separation from God. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 24. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and the flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the, the tree of life. Now because of disobedience, they don't have any communion or they don't have any communication with God and like before, when Adam still listening to God, 
they are talking to each other. God is walking with Adam in the garden when, like almost every day. But because of disobedience, that the one thing that causes the separation between God and man is the disobedience. That's why, uh, thank God for, for His Word. Thank God for what He has done to us despite all the sins of this world. God still made a way in order for us to be reconciled with Him. Amen. But because of disobedience of Adam and Eve, all of these things that's going on around us during this time, even before, that's the result of the fall of man. So the third thing of the fall, the result of the fall of man is the physical, spiritual, and eternal death, or the second death that we call. What are those things? Let's read in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 7. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 7. It says, but into the second, into the second went to a, went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself. No, let me see if it, this is right. Hebrews chapter, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's 27. I'm sorry. It says there, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Amen. So, the physical death, this is where we all are going to end up, dying in this flesh. Then the second death is the spiritual death in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 6. It says there, But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she lived. What does this verse mean? It means that we are living, but our spirit are, is dead. There's no, there's no relationship with God. There's no communion with God. There is no connection or whatsoever in the spiritual things because we are carnally minded. We are mindful of the things of this earth, like the pleasures of the flesh. We are more dwelling on that instead of the spiritual things. That's why... We are dead in the spirit if we don't know the truth, if we don't know the word of God, and we don't know who God is. Amen. So that's the, the two types of death. And the third type of death is the eternal death or what we call the second death that we can read in Revelations chapter 21, verse 8. It says there, But the fearful and unbelieving... And the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Ooh, I don't want to experience this because it is eternal death. I want eternal life. And I know all of you that are listening wants to have eternal life as well. So... There are things, there's a saying that I remember all the time hearing in the church that I, it's better for you to be born twice and die once than to die twice and be born once. What does it mean? This is what we call the book, the, 
the plan of salvation that God has laid out for us. The Acts 2.38, it is to repent, to be baptized in Jesus' name, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because the second birth, or to be born twice, is being born again into Christ. It means you 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 repented of your sins, you turn away from your sins, and you are baptized in Jesus' name to wash away all those sins. And once you are cleansed, you are you are promised to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is what Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless you are born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter to the kingdom of God. So I so if you if you want to be saved, if you're if you want to have the eternal life. This is the only way that we can go to heaven is to obey what God says in his word that what we must do in order to be saved. And we will go on to that in more details on our next episodes for this podcast. But I will just give you last two uh, verses for, for this podcast that we can meditate on and read about. It is in Revelation chapter 1, verse 14. I'll just read it to you quick. It says here, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, which I believe no one wants to go to. And also in Psalms chapter 8, verse 6, it says there, Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Amen. We are created by God to have dominion in everything. Satan don't have any. Uh, Satan is very jealous of us because God has impar- imparted to us the gift of, or not imparted, given us his spirit as the Holy Spirit, when it infills you because it gives you power from on high to do miracles and wonders on this earth. And that makes Satan jealous over us. But we are just created a little, little lower than the angels. But we have more power than him. Because when, when you receive the Spirit of God and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, that's when you can do mir- mighty miracles and wonders that Jesus has spoken when he was walking on this earth so i pray and hope that this episode will uh, open your mind and understanding in the things of god and in the word of god i pray that it will move you transform you not only inform you but transform your mind so god bless you in jesus name